I've been trying to figure out what my response to all the cultural conflict going on in this country and the world should be. Uh, culture wants me to protest, but then tells me I don't have a say or that I'm actually part of the problem. The culture wants me to feel guilty about having the skin color that I do and the benefits that have come my way because of it. The culture wants me to feel shame because of what I and my ancestors may have done to people of color, whether we knew we were doing it or not. And if I'm honest, I've felt all these things and more, not just in the last month, but each time our country goes through something like this. When I take these things to God, he asks me the same question every time. What can you do? What can you do? This, as most questions God asks man, is a very simple question with an answer that goes against all that is being screamed about in the culture today. It's funny how God's kingdom has a way of being counterculture. You have to serve to lead. You have to die to live. You have to humble yourself to become strong, and the list goes on. So with this in mind, I came up with two things that I can do. I, Aaron Schramm, can do. The first is to be grateful. See, being grateful for what you have and who you have around you is the single best way to move forward out of any negative situation or negative mindset. It's not about denying your situation or explaining away the anger with happy thoughts. Having happy thoughts only gets you so far, but gratitude gives these happy thoughts direction and focus. Have you ever seen a kid throw a temper tantrum? I've seen my share, believe me. They yell and they scream and they stomp and they jump and they sometimes flail around and break things. This is chaos, simple, angry chaos. And you can't expect that child to be able to reason or rationalize their way out of that chaos, to move forward out of that chaos while they're in that state of mind. Have you ever seen an angry, screaming child solve their problem with anything other than anger and chaos while in that mindset? I dare you to give me an instance. So what does this have to do with gratitude? Let's take that same child who is throwing the tantrum and have them, while still angry, mind you, just not as angry as they are out of control, list a couple things they're grateful for. Some happy thoughts, if you will. Their mindset begins to change. You see them relax and breathe. The heaviness and fog of that chaos and anger begin to lift. The result is a child who can begin to think about the situation more clearly and start to come up with solutions to their problem. Keep in mind that the child is still upset about whatever is wrong or whatever wrong they feel. They can now just move forward with solutions, even ask for help. It's funny how 
much like kids we adults are, right? Our brains are fully developed, yet we still have the same issues our little children do. We get angry and then we end up stuck in our chaos mindset, whether justified or unjustified. And we expect to create solutions that rise above whatever chaos we are stuck in. It simply doesn't work. When I start to feel the chaos of this current cultural moment creep up, I begin to think about the three men who have had the most positive impact on my adult life. One of them is obviously my own father, but the other two have no relation to me except through the kingdom of God. And it just so happens that these two men are black. I've spent the last few weeks digging deep and processing out the impact that these two men have had on my life. And I have to say, they have impacted me in ways that my own father simply couldn't. The strength that I have inside me was cultivated by one of these men. The confidence in my life has been shaped by one of these men. I learned endurance by watching and walking alongside one of these men. And I learned grace and compassion by being led by the other. And I learned boldness from both of them. God showed me who he is through these two brown-skinned men, and I am a better leader, a better husband, a better parent, and a better man because of these two men, and I will forever be grateful. Gratitude is the antidote to chaos. When you feel your life in chaos, just slow down and think about things you are grateful for and see what happens. The second thing that I can do is to instill God's culture in my kids. And I spent a lot of time in the last month listening to pundits, academics, preachers, and cultural icons talk about the issue of race in America. Too much time, probably. Their opinions are all over the place, yet one voice to me rises above them all, and I can think of very few more influential cultural icons than Denzel Washington. His talent as an actor is unmatched, but his take on race in America is really what sets him apart from the culture. Denzel Washington believes that race in America, that issue is about culture, and then that culture is cultivated in the home. See, part of my job as a father is to instill kingdom culture into my kids. There are many opinions about what kingdom culture is. My dad has a saying about opinions that I'm not gonna share here, but it's in my mind nonetheless. Uh, but when you think about kingdom culture, I think about three values, uh, faith, hope, and love. When it comes to faith, it isn't just the idea of faith in an all-knowing, all-powerful God and the deity of Jesus as his son that is kingdom. That's just the beginning. These are the foundations of which faith is built on. What gets built on top of these, among other things, are the faith that the light is getting brighter and in this world and that the chaos we see 
is really the darkness getting blinded and angry because of it. The faith that the kingdom is advancing and that the expansion of God's authority will have no end. And the faith that in spite of what we see on TV and hear on the radio, Jesus and his true disciples are making the world a better place. And it's this faith that enables hope. And this hope helps me teach my kids that they have a future that is amazing. It is a hope that is rooted in Dr. King's dream that red, yellow, black, and white children will be able to play and work and live together, not because of what they look like, but because of who they are. It is a hope that the Holy Spirit is working in them and those around them to bring them into alignment with who God wants them to be as his children and how much he loves them. And it is this love that will enable them to change the world. Jesus's ministry was inarguably the greatest cultural revolution in the history of history. And its foundation is to love others as much as you love yourself and love God. I can't think of any great positive impact on the world that doesn't come from loving others. It is the love of others that enables a teacher to go that extra mile for that one troubled kid. It is the love of others that enables a mother to keep praying for her drug-addicted son or daughter. It is the love of others that enables a soldier to lay on a grenade to save his platoon. It is the love of others that enabled a father to send his only son to die so that we could live. Jesus said, the greatest of these three, faith, hope, and love, is love. And that is the rock bottom truth. Without the love that I have and show to my kids, the rest of this is meaningless. When they see the love that I have for them, it gives them the confidence to have bold faith that starts the cycle all over again. A culture of faith, hope, and love is what ultimately changes the world. And as Denzel Washington put it, it starts in the home. I'll be the first to admit that these two actions are not short-term solutions. They don't immediately fix racial tensions in the United States, and none of what I've said is easy to do in the moment or even as a lifestyle. This is why we need Jesus so bad. It is his strength and his power and grace that enables us to live out gratitude, faith, hope, and to love others the way we're supposed to. It's also super hard to know that these cultural issues won't be changing overnight. Even God's kingdom has taken over 2,000 years to get where it is today. When we talk about changing culture in any context, I know we're talking about playing the long game, the one that takes time. I look at newsreels of what some demonstrations were like in the 1960s and how police treated people of color during Jim Crow, and I'm horrified by what I see. When I watch the news today, I don't see those images. Do I see perfection? Absolutely not. 
But what I do see gives me hope that one day soon we will arrive at what the preamble to our Constitution calls a more perfect union and what the Apostle Paul called the unity of the saints. I know that feeling powerless in chaos sucks. You don't have to be African-American to feel that. All cultures have gone through struggles. I also know that I'm not perfect. My wife will be the first one to agree. And the words of a 40-year-old man from Alaska aren't that loud compared to all the noise that we hear all day. But truth is truth. Whether you yell it from a bullhorn or whisper it in a sleeping baby's ear. God asked me what I can do. And this is my answer. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. It's one of the hardest things that I have to do in my life. But I know that if I'm intentional to be grateful for what I have and for those around me, to declare that gratefulness out loud and instill the kingdom values of faith, hope, and love to my children, the world will become a better place. And that's a kingdom promise. Maybe you can join me and my family as we walk this out.